Yeah, 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 yeah. Live from El Paso, Texas. It's the Wazi Circus Radio. My guest tonight, Dusty Shaw. One of the best coaches in the country, probably the world. Are you going? Are you going to climb in Abu Dhabi in March? Are you going to go? Yeah, so I actually got a phone call from uh, Josh Ruiz Valesco to... Uh, to, to go out there and, and fly uh, basically the it's almost like the old competitors but the old competitors of, of open two-way dynamic and we're all going to try and do a maybe even like a 16-way free routine you know really get this sport going to what it really can possibly be because always all these competitions are two and four-way dynamic but when you put a 32-foot wind tunnel with an, an insanely people. skilled flyers all in together in one room and really organize something and put that all together and make a sick edit out of it it's going to take the, the whole sport's going to take a turnaround. Put, put the mic more in your face, man. Okay. Well, like aim it down, aim it towards you. Dude, mm. so what we're talking about is climb in Abu Dhabi. It's a 32 foot wind tunnel. Right now, we're sitting next to a 14 and a half, 15 foot wind tunnel in El Paso. They can fit four of us in climb. You guys yeah. can check out videos. Dude, we were watching videos of instructors today taking first timers. It's huge. When you give a high fly five for the high flyer instructor and like the new instructor leaves, they've got to like walk across the building to get to the door. Yeah. It's the biggest thing on earth, man. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, there's something about it. Um, and how many flyers? So I think Josh is trying to get, uh, I think he's trying to invite probably the top 40. Top 40. Um, and uh, two way dynamic badasses. Probably something along that. I mean, so he's, he's messaging all the skilled flyers out there. Skilled flyers. That's a yeah. nice way. To, I was told the only the best in the world are going to show up for this thing in Abu Dhabi. I hope so. You know, but that's I, what uh, it is. The best and the best flyers yeah. in the world. All the heroes. Yeah. That's who he's inviting. He knows it. Josh, shout out to Josh Ruiz Velasco, cutting edge of the sport. Shout out to Tacho. Yeah. Isn't Tacho running it? Uh, no, Josh is going to kind of take the lead on this one. Oh, Josh is taking the lead on it. Yeah, well, he's, I think he's, he's the one that's going to be organizing the whole thing. But hopefully, uh, I think he's going to invite, you know, 30 to 40, but maybe only, you know, 15 to 20 can, can come. Right. You know, it's and expensive. It is. And, and if that happens, then we can do a 20 way, like creative designed free routine of partners going at it. You know, a it's going to be way, the hottest thing anybody's ever seen. 16-way shuffler. I mean, no one's ever heard of something like that, you know. And to really put a that into a... 16-way shuffler. Yeah, and, and to shuffle between people uh, in that 32-foot winter. First of all, the, the I think the dangers are a lot higher, but the skill level's higher too, so there's a lot more involved. Uh, but I think if that can happen and, and there is going to be a video of it, I think it'll it'll take the sport even, even farther. Even further. Yeah. So... Um, Joey Baker was on the show with SDC Matrix. Uh, you guys probably have seen it by now, right? Or it's it's out by now. And he was saying they just did a free fly, gosh, did he say 40-way, 25-way, 30-way, something big, right? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But he said it felt like being in a regular-ass tunnel because you're just against the glass trying to hold your spot. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people. Yeah. It's just like flying a little-ass tunnel. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there's a lot of big shit going down at Climb. And it's C-L-Y-M-B, Abu Dhabi, 32-foot indoor skydiving center. How tall is it? I think it's a little over 100, 150 feet. So something along those lines. 
but um, I've I've spoken to a lot of people <clears throat> who have flown there, and they said uh, it, it almost has an optical illusion at first. I mean, you get used to it, but they can't see the net. So because mm. when you go so high at the top of the the turn vanes up there, and you're coming down to dive. Um, in the middle is the net, and but you're looking so far down, almost 300 feet right. down to the, the basement, the yeah, the the plenum. It's kind of almost foggy to see the net. So there's a couple of flyers wow, who have spanked the net a couple of times, but you get used to it, obviously. But well, the depth perception is going to be different. I saw today somebody was doing layouts from the top, and it looked like our plenum times four or oh, five. Yeah. Right, it was huge. Yeah, I think it's 80, 80 something feet down there. Good God, um, I can't even imagine. I remember when um, Sky Venture was building it, and the engineers were showing us pictures. Um, I forget who it was, but he was below where the net goes, and there was like a jet flying over and a crane. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. just this giant hole in Earth. We were like, That's "Is that it. thing even gonna work?" Yeah, no kidding. And it's. How many? 16 fans? 16 fans. Six, we, we run four fans. We run four fans at most of our facilities in the Sky Venture iFly family. Mm-hmm. The San Antonio has two? I think so. So yeah. the little box ones you guys have, the, the little iFly little towns, <laughs> those are two fans. This mug has 16 fans. Yeah. And they all work in unison like a symphony. It does. It does. Um, you do pay for it, though. You know, it is uh, a little bit more expensive than 12 an hour. I think it's fourteen or fifteen an hour. I think it's twelve. Uh, I don't know. I think it's. 12. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. Well, I know. I think it's twelve. If you have a certain, I think they they run it like a membership. Like if you have a certain mm. amount of hours, I think you get discounted. Ah, uh, that's but for myself going in and and just wanting to fly for my first time, they were doing fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars an hour. No, not coached. Uh, not coached. I was part time. It's worth I it. Mean, how do you? It's worth it. I'd pay 15 for me and the boys, my kids, to go fucking rip for an hour. Yeah. Like, break it down, 15-minute sessions over a day, and we get to do the biggest layouts on the planet. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. the um, remember the, the engineers that built it? I fly guys, the Skyventure guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nevin. Yeah. Shout out to Nevin. Um, who else? All those guys. Justin. Fucking Justin designed it, I bet. Mm-hmm. There's, they said that it felt like they were doing AFF, like fucking around. They said it felt like real AFF. It felt like you were really skydiving. Wow. Because there's so much space that they can move and it's fucked up and they can get off yeah. and they can roll their back because there's so much space. Yeah. It's not like they go backwards and hit the glass. Right. Right? right they go right. across the building and they, yeah. if their legs fold, then it's over. They're back spinning and you're mm. 50 feet up and you're in the middle of space. That's amazing. I, I always want to think like, you know, Abu Dhabi, they kind of run things differently and like, would we ever know if there was a fatality there? You know, if well, somebody I, we don't know in fucking states if there's a fatality. You don't know. Nobody reports to you what happened right, in right. fucking Portland right. or New Hampshire or Florida, fucking Florida, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we don't know. So hell yeah, they're not going to tell anybody, dude. And good, it should never get out. I'm right. sorry, but it should never get out, right? Because we don't want these kids scared. Yeah, it scared too many people. Oh, we're not going to have a sport. Right, 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 right. They're already choking it as yeah. it is. It's not even a sport anymore. Right. Locally, right? If you're not yeah. jumping, there's not. Where's the last comp? Right. The last comp was Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, but that was nationals to go to good to go to work. Yeah, dude. I don't even think they're doing. At least here in the states, I don't think they're doing 
anything but nationals. I, right. I think they're. I think that's almost dead in the water. So I'll give you guys ninety days. I'm gonna start flight nights again. We're gonna have a competition here in El Paso once a fucking month. Y'all can come down. It'll be VFS, FS, four way, and there's nothing to win but shits and giggles. It'll be a great rate, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. It's coming down the pipeline because we're keeping this shit alive. Yeah. yeah Luckily, yeah. we're owned by flyers. That's the difference between this tunnel. We're owned by flyers, so we can fly here, and it's cool, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're here. It's different, right? And it's fun, and we're still safe, and we're kind of assholes about wristbands and and daily waivers, and you, we'll turn your wind down. <laughs> yeah. We're cool. It's it's. What do you think? I uh, <clears throat> to be honest with you, the work ethic here in El Paso is is incredible. I have never been to another tunnel, and uh, you know if I'm coaching a, a camp. And, uh, for example, the, the second camp that I did here, <clears throat> this is before you got here, it was, um, it was Bubba, Justin, a couple of those guys. Right. And it, it got to it. One of the, the, the chillers broke and it just wouldn't turn on. Right. So like it, we couldn't run the tunnel. So we were out for about seven hours. So we went over to Topgolf hangout, but you know, I'm losing seven hours of, of work. My right. clients are losing seven hours of flight time. And I was like, I was really worried. And it finally got to work at about 7 p.m. Like, okay, what are we going to do? I guess we're going to fly two more hours and we're done. Mm -hmm. And uh, the my client's like, I guess we're, we'll try to fly throughout the evening. Like, no way. I mean, that we'll, we'll be done at 4 in the morning. Right. And that's exactly what happened. And for them to know that they're going to be off at 9 and they say, yeah, you know what? We'll stay till 4 in the morning with you. We'll be here for you the whole time. And they stood in the door and they, they took care of us. You know, for two or three hours in a row, we just try to go quick for them to just be there for four hours straight, you know, well, and, then, and then have a, have a little break and then order some, some pizza and then just go right back in the tunnel until four o'clock in the morning. You know, you get home at 5am and then you're back, you know, I was back at 9am the next day. And for that type of work ethic is just, yeah, that's, um, I, I have that so much sucks. more respect towards El Paso. Yeah, that sucks, but they'll do it. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. Adam. They're there. Justin, JP, Edgar, fucking Luis, man, my crew. We're about to we're about to hire a couple more. Um, man, it's they're allowed to still be in love with flying here, and that's the difference. That's why the passion's kind of there because they're still allowed. Hey, I want to try something. Yeah, and they get in. Yeah, there's not a bunch of hoops and shit. It's not, and it's beautiful. It's yeah, so it nice. I've gotten so much better, dude. Yeah, I've seen you fly. Yeah. That's crazy. But I've also watched the best world-class fucking guys come through. Yeah. And, you know, I study. Oh, yeah. And I studied you. Whoa, I got a cool story. Dude, dude, dude. You're, okay, so Dusty's teaching a lot of free fly shit. And he's teaching um, sit to head down transitions, which are very difficult because the flyer's just getting head down off the net and they're stable, but they're sick of coming off the net. When you see tunnel flyers with tape all over their helmet, it's because they're trying to protect their helmet from the net because they're learning head down. Eventually, they're able to come off and fly it. And after that, we teach you how to go from sit fly to head down. And it's a very difficult thing. And once you get past that, you can take the tape off because you don't need the net anymore. And the only time you put the tape back on again is if you're coaching it. And that's a fucking cool fucking progression of tape. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so you can see the tape, man. But um, it's this weird thing on your back. I've never seen this before. Anybody teach it like this. Where the hip thing. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, he can top out, go from sit to head down in slow motion without gaining altitude. Me and Eric have been fucking tried over. Dude, I'm in there. <laughs> but anyway, you're on your back and you put your hips vertical, right? Mm-hmm. And your head's here. It's the it's it's the transition in slow mo on the net. I've never seen it done like that. It's so cool. Talis, my ten year old, was here today. I said, "All right, lay it on the net. Put your hips." I showed him. He did it twice. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. turned the wind up. He got head down transitions in like forty five seconds, dude. A, two minutes in, we're doing um, mixed compressed accordions, mm-hmm. free fly. Like vertical, and like I transferred to my head, he transferred to sit, he transferred his head, I transferred my sit, and we're doing docs that fast because of that little key. Wow, it's the small thing. It isn't. It's not the big thing. A good coach can see the fucking microscopic thing that'll change your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that drill is one of those things that. How much time have you good coaches spent holding a motherfucker over and over, over and over oh those gosh. transitions? It's gone. Yeah. Where did you get that from? I got to know. Where and why? So it originated from Drew Steele, uh, okay. teaching someone how to do a layout. Shout out to Drew yeah, Steele. shout out to Drew Steele. So teaching him mm. how to do a layout. He does do that. So he does it from the net. Um, and I, I was looking, and I couldn't figure out, and I don't like to do it on the net to teach layouts, because I don't teach layouts until somebody knows head down. Um, you switch that up. We'll talk first. about that in a second. Yeah, so it just it's a little bit of a easier learning experience because it's a puzzle piece anyways i saw i saw it but we'll go so um i I kind of built on top of that of using the net and then raising the speed and making sure they don't have a forward drive Drive. to go which is fucking you gotta concentrate so it's it's basically me diagnosing the flyer to let them know that if they have a slight forward drive using that hip drill then i know that they are not perfectly vertical, vertical on the on the head down they're static. stuck at that so that half ass i start at 68 percent and it's pretty easy and then i go to 72 percent mm-hmm. and it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. and then we do that a couple times and i bring up 77 80 within yep. 10 minutes they're at 85 percent on their back and they can know how to go very slow and mm-hmm. if i see that they don't have a forward drive i know that they're going to get that head down transition first try and as it as the instructor in the door I'm expecting them to blast the glass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't because you've done it in such steps that they've learned. They've learned. Oh my God. Like we hold, cause you know, 85 is like, holy shit, right? Yeah. You hold them and then they stop and they bring it up and then it's pow, Adam, Adam fucking killed it. Adam, what's Adam's last name? Uh, Adam Smith. Adam Smith. That sounds like a fake ass fucking name. Adam Smith. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> well, this bald headed white guy that was here two days ago. Good job, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. That was Drew Steele. Mm -hmm. Drew Steele. I'm trying to recruit. I'm saying it out loud. I'm trying to recruit. He is the encyclopedia of flight. I wonder how we get him to write down. It would take too long. The Bible, dude. He could write the Bible of flight. He He knows it. He could. Um, He can speak it, too. Yeah, yeah. In all respect, Drew Steele. You know what I'm saying? He he breaks things down to a science. It's amazing. He breaks it down to what your bones and your body should be doing. Like your hip flexor should be here. That's a muscle, but like, you know. Totally, yeah. Um, if you get Drew out here, he's going to be an amazing, amazing instructor um, for here in El Paso. Jesus. Yeah, really, really good. But um, I've seen that drill for the, for the, for the layouts, 
And oh, yeah, I let's too, talk about that. Yeah, I too didn't like that. So layouts. Um, layouts is a, originally a low speed move. Mm -hmm. I think that the Americans adapted from the Europeans and they, they really like it. Um, I have come to realize it takes hours and hours for someone who's afraid um, they can easily backfly. Um, amazing backflyer, an amazing belly flyer, but they're not comfortable quite head down yet. So why would I teach a, a, a transition that they're not comfortable almost 80% of the way of that whole move in itself? So why won't, I feel like layout should be a level four move, which is a pro flyer, like a head down. Uh, mm -hmm. I should teach a layout in that move because they're understanding, they're more confident in flying that position in the first place. So I know that they're safer. If they're more comfortable, they're more confident than they're safer. So uh, what I did, I, I, I taught, you know, that, that same drill of back to, to head down transition. And then I showed them just one little thing and that's leg straight and then chin up. And then I hold them right and then have them come back down and then you just bring the forward drive into it you do a head down static you have them go forward you have them stop you have them wait take a breath and then just fall out of it and then they keep building on top of that building on top of that and you saw cecily you know Fucking i showed science. that drum, you know and then now Dude, they're understanding science. within 20 minutes she's yeah. doing a head down layout lay out. 85 90 dude, no. with them, not even worried about the 60s yeah it's amazing isn't that fucking nuts really okay is. but I remember when Chris Dixon came up with the program. That's who. That's who put the the layouts in level three and not four. Okay. And I'm re I'm just indoctrinated in that. So when you first said that, I couldn't accept it. Then I realized that's just dumb. So I listened to you, and you're probably fucking right. But my original thinking was people are uncomfortable upside down on their head down mm -hmm. so if i could have them do front and back layouts and pass through their head a lot they and back carve and belly carve a lot and do Absolutely. a lot of layouts that's what i did with talus then head down comes naturally and it's not a teaching thing it's Over just turn the wind up and lock your legs and that's how i learned too yep like i had to do a thousand layouts and on like the 995th one ivan was like stop right there and he turned the wind up and i was head down right nobody right, right. i didn't really do network i did some by myself but i didn't get much it yeah. was just stopping the right. layout it wasn't the same back then but i had a limited fucking time and if you're trying to get through you should i don't know i've got to put some thought to this i just because I watched what Cecily did, I watched Cecily Ketchum. Shout out to my love, Cecily Ketchum. Uh, Texas skydiving, y'all heard about it. Y'all know the deal. Lexington, Texas. <laughs> um, you did more than just that. You, you. There was a step where you went. I did it today with Luis, and it fucking worked, bro. Come on, the belly. We went up to the belly, and we brought our arms down like that, so you could feel the resistance. You're and exactly I said, right. feel that shit, bro. So we're on our belly, guys. And we bring our hands from in front of our eyes, almost down to our hips, but it's out like a half a foot. So the top of your wrist, the back of your hands, the back of your forearms are holding your weight in the wind as you dive down on your belly. And your head's down a little bit, but you feel it, and you feel it. And then I had him do a layout low, and I held him, and he had to hold his arms out and fly his weight down, because it's your weight. Yeah. Two or three times, dude. Don't. Put his arms up, layouts, let him go. We're rocking, man. Wow. It was wow, that wow. fast. And he's been working on it for a month, and he can get oh, it. Wow. You know, it's hard to break through. Yeah, it doesn't it matter if you're the best coach in the world. It is. It's hard to break through. And for him, that worked. And this morning, the Talis thing, when he put his hips up a couple times, then we started flying VFS, dude. Yeah. I love stealing these things from you guys. Yeah. Wazi Circus coaching. That's awesome. <laughs>
I'm just kidding. Yeah, man, it's awesome. And the tricks, another thing, another thing you taught me that is amazing. The knee fly backwards, look over your shoulder for out face, belly, head up card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so perfect. It's first try. It's so perfect. It's first try. Yeah. Instead of all that knee flying, put your arm out, look that way, put your leg down, dude. Just knee fly backwards, look over your shoulder and turn, you're carving. Yeah. I did it with Tally and he's just killing. I've done it with two other students. Yeah. And they get it fast. Yeah. You know, quick. Do you remember when like everybody was talking about like how the newbies learn faster because the guys before them already know? Mm -mm. Okay, so when we first started, everybody was just making up dynamic. Was just coming along, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they're putting the layout with the snake, and now you got to do a shuffler. Oh wow, it's dynamic! And then D4W came out, yeah, right, and like and they started building, but everybody was learning then. Now everybody's good, so the teaching's better. Instead of them trying to figure out and share these things that may or may not work, we know it works now. So guys are exponentially faster, yeah, because of those guys back in the day. Yeah. Right. So, absolutely. And it's this shit that you're coming up with that makes it faster. Absolutely. Right. Instead of doing the old school arm out this way, side slide, belly, knee fly, look, it's just, yo, know, knee fly backwards and look. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. That removes five minutes. Mm -hmm. And you guys uh, heard me so stoked about TJ Langren the other day because of his mics. That yeah. takes off five minutes. So we can yeah. add all this shit together, dude. My kids. Are, dude, what they'll be teaching? Those, oh, I know. Those people are going to learn so fast. Yeah. Can you? What do you think? This. Where do you think the sport's going to go? So there's. Uh, I think there's. Well, on the first panel, if it goes to the Olympic sport, it's. Uh, it'll be increasing, amazingly. Um, whether uh, wow. iFly is expensive or not, if it does go into the Olympics, it's, it's all over. over. Yeah, it's over. Um, no more gymnastics. Be, so we need sky mm -hmm. gymnastics. These little girls are gonna. Oh, fucking yeah. rage. And I think uh, I think Watch. when iFly, uh, I think iFly obviously consume the market, but I think there's gonna be a lot more competition, which is good, which will drive down prices. Mm -hmm. And uh, driving down prices will increase more volume, people flying, which will increase the sport more. Which I wish um, you know uh, certain companies understood that you know returning customers really add way more value um, to the company rather than just a first time flyer. And I believe I don't the culture. So. Uh, I, I don't am, think so numbers wise, man. I don't I'm not talking about numbers. Sheet, it doesn't work out that oh, way. I'm not talking about numbers whatsoever. Right. I'm, I'm talking about pure culture. Mm -hmm. Um I think the culture is dead in the water dead. because I, I, I think um unfortunately um There hasn't been a flight we, nights in like a year. Well we've been flooded with first time flyers, <laughs> which is good for the company. It's yeah. good for business and it makes them money. Um uh, unfortunately for the for the people like us that really want to make this a sport and take this to a whole nother level. Uh, we've been almost pushed out and you know we try and uh, I don't want to make this a, a sport that is a handicap to help skydiving I don't want that at all I think it's two totally different species you know mm, maybe in the, maybe in the same family said. but two totally different breeds of a sport and I think this sport has its own character right I have multiple skydivers they always say they change to the dark side multiple skydivers that i coach uh, that they love the tunnel so much and what they can do in the tunnel that they have so sold their, their i rigs. have stopped and two or three years students from selling their shit they call me in the middle of the night they call me in the middle of the night was i think i'm a tunnel rat <laughs> i don't want to go back to the drop zone right i'm yeah. like hey n never sell your gear but go fly 
Absolutely. Go fly. Follow your passion. If you want to be, you want to take it to the tunnel for a couple years and then take it back to the sky. But if you sell your sky gear, guys, it's over. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But you can keep it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, dude, it's a different beast. It's a it different is. beast. And then, <sighs> here, here's the thing with, especially with competitions. And I think, I think competitions are dying out as well. Um, and, and here's the reason why, especially watching um, nationals here in El Paso right. and then watching nationals in Colorado Springs, the skill level has immensely changed in just that one year. Um, like falling? No, um, skyrocketed in the skill level. The skill level. Here's okay. the thing. It's uh, it's like the same 12 people competing. Right. Most of them are 16 and younger. Right. Amazing flyers. I, I love all, all those kids. Incredible. Um, but I think they have trained so much that it, we are eons before them. For me, I fly um, as a fun flyer, you know, as, mm -hmm. as a not coaching, uh, but to me to really work on my stuff, maybe an hour a month now, maybe two hours a month. And my, my passions have changed, first of all, to coaching. I, I love coaching right. more than anything, more well, than my own flight skills. But if I want to get into competing, some of these guys are flying, you know, two, 300 hours a year. Right. Um, and right. that that's un, unbelievable. And, mm -hmm. and what I think is that oh, they're here. the competition is, has just long gone. And I think they're in their own yeah. entity. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is going to evolve into people like myself who's a relatively good flyer and and what we want to do we want to increase the sport i don't want to be the best in the world i want to get this sport out there and i want to fly with people who who are in that same vibe josh valesco you know mm -hmm. he's a competitor one of the fastest people i've ever seen in my what life. up josh valesco Is baby he yeah he's Is here he love yeah. josh um, one of the best Mad flyers respect, I've, I've ever seen an incredible flyer and for him to uh you know call me and uh, it's just an incredible opportunity to be a part of that and I'd, I'd love to go to climb and i can't Where, wait where's my invite josh dog <laughs> fucked up son i'm i'm, I'm a little bit hurt yeah, that's fine. inside but i mean for uh, inside he he has a good vision and i think yeah. uh, i'm i'm hopefully on the same um, kind of pages him and 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 just getting the sport out there to really create culture more than who's better than who right and and it gets flight to the culture. point flight culture absolutely and 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 you see these people that like oh you don't fly like european and oh you fly yeah. american and, you know at the end who of the cares, day I, I got to the point of being so burnt out that i just kind of gave up on trying to fly like a european or, or i'm too american it just it got to the point of like you know what i'm gonna fly like me I because like i love who i fly i you know i love me and, and and flying this this trick style that I find and I make up cool tricks on every demo that I do. Right. You know, I watch and it. it and it just it makes sense to me and some people are just like it's okay. And and for Josh to to get this to all organize it, climb and put thirty people inside this tunnel and put a, a video to it and it, and if it goes viral, if that goes viral, I mean I seriously think it'll have the same it'll have the same ripple effect Impact. to the Olympics. And yeah. if we have the Olympics, you know, if they do Olympics there, but we, they can do the tunnel in Abu Dhabi, oh, it's over. I mean, oh, the they could use that as a platform. It's going to change the world. So, do you know who Philippe is? Yeah. Okay. They have this fucking vision, dude. Okay. So, okay. Before I get into that, shout out to Philippe. Shout out to Josh, man. Love you, bro. You get it out there. Where, 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 where is the passion? So if it's, because I don't think it's the kind of competition. I think it's in just fun flying, and competition's a part of it. Like, but what do you push? Do you push people 
training lines or you just tell them, you teach them joy and then they take it from there. Like, where's the sport going? Is it VFS? Is it dynamic? Is it belly? Where, where is it going to be? You, you, you expose it to the world, but what you guys are going to expose is the most high-level shit anybody's ever seen, ever. If you guys pull this off, no one's ever done anything like this before. It's like SpaceX, dude. You know what I mean? Landing that shit vertically. Mm -hmm. That's what you guys are going to do. How is that accessible to a new person? What's your thing? I think it creates imagination. I think it, it creates Beautiful. a vision, and I and I believe that the only competitive sport that's going to survive in the future is just freestyle. It's the only mm -hmm. relativity. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I I'm competing in Bahrain in 2018, and mm -hmm. you know my mom's watching live. It's like four in the morning. We're She's watching. watching Look, me, you that's know? the boys right there. And, so that's uh, Bahrain right there. Oh no, it's Virginia Beach. Oh well, I'm sorry, that's not Bahrain. Yeah, same thing though. But, um, <laughs> same thing. Those are the suits, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, that's uh. So that's probably dynamic or something. But here's the thing. You know, my mom supports me more than anything, anybody, but she watches, you know, the two-way dynamic, the forward dynamic. The only people who really understand two-way and forward dynamic are the competitors and the competitors' parents. That and is the judges, it. And that's it. And that's it. So here's the thing. That's what I think that there's, there's, it's, it's too much. There's too much going mm -hmm. on. But if you create relativity, you know, a, a kid loves football because he watches the Super Bowl and he's like, whoa, and he sees this crazy. And he has a, a $20 football from Walmart that he has and he goes out and he has this thing called imagination. And he uses imagination and, and he loves it. And, and that's what builds that culture around football because people love it because they find relativity to it. That's why I think in competition, the only thing that's going to survive is relativity. Figure skating, you know, speed skating makes sense because you can go fast on skates. You know, it's there, it's relativity. Figure skating with a, with a, a dancing couple you can dance it, it's relativity mm -hmm. that's why those sports are still there um two-way dynamic four dynamic it looks cool it's not necessarily relative because no one knows what no upside knows down and it's just it, it's too much it's, it's way too much and forward dynamic looks amazing but it's a, it's incredible if you go even to the nationals you see the first team and everyone's like whoa and then you see the second team go and they're like, you know like whoa and you see the third team people like, are texting on their phone again. so they don't really understand but i think freestyles is the only thing that the truth is going to survive i think in the next 10 years now looking back on on how the business is going to operate the reason why belly teams you know are still a thing and there's a huge belly formation skydiving is because it's easier mm -hmm. because you can reach it right. you can reach it more it's right you know, there. uh i mean what josh i mean josh has probably three times more flying than i do and i have a lot of flight time so for someone to really go out of their way and fly even like like josh or these other amazing competitors uh, i personally right now i believe it's unreachable uh, for the average human being, right, right, uh, right. all of my clients, yes. you have yes. to make easy six figures for you just to fly fifteen minutes a week. Right, you know, there's just it's a lot going on. So it takes it's it takes wealth right. to be good at totally. This. So this main thing, especially with the climb in Abu Dhabi, I think it should just it needs to go viral and it needs to go uh, to just let people know what you can do in the sport. And I think what you can do, people they might not get it but at least they're gonna reach you know mm -hmm. the whole reason why i got in the sport i watched um espen fatness um 
jump off a, a cliff in Switzerland in Yoki summer, um, wingsuit base jumping. When I was, mm -hmm. I was in English class, I was on Vimeo, just like bored. And I just saw this wingsuit base jumper, just go through this waterfall. <laughs> in Switzerland. I was like, that's me. That's me. That's the whole reason why I got in the sport. That's why I got in skydiving. And then I did an hour in the tunnel and then, and then I got in the job at iFly and then, and then I love flying in the tunnel more than anything. And now then I became a competitor and that's kind of where it became. But you know, it, you, I probably won't reach wingsuit base jumping through a waterfall right now, but at least I reached, you know, and, right. and having this video being viral with 16 people or 30 people inside of a 32 foot wind tunnel, that's going to create reach and that's mm -hmm. going to make this sport more. And hopefully it's going to get more money, even more first timers. I don't care because they're supplying the tunnel demand, right. you know, and hopefully we get more fight time, but we just want to bring more people into the sport or it is going to die. Josh, you know? that's what you're doing, Josh. That's what yeah. you do it, Josh. All right, so Philippe has come up with this thing. I don't know if it was your idea, Philippe, but um, you introduced me to it. It's fucking NASCAR. It's dope. I can see sponsored suits with the, like a fucking Chevy suit with like your Audi and whatever on the side and Amazon or whatever. It's races in the Abu Dhabi tunnel. The, those pylon. Have you those, seen it? Yes, I have. Philippe, dude, he got me. Dude, we're in here screaming, watching him. Like, they're passing. He's passing. He's on the inside. Dude, it's fucking intense. Because you can see. And once the guys get the color-coded suits for teams, and you can see blue's passing red and green's passing yellow and yellow's coming up to them. Dude, it's over. And they fucking... In-face card, out-face card, they get in, they get around, and it's fucking mayhem, bro. There's crashes and wrecks. That's the future. I think wow. it's the races. It'll be a head up and head down. It'll be sponsored teams. Yeah. It'll be, it's like a lap, and then you snake through, snake through, lap, snake through, snake through, lap. And that's that's when they pass. Yeah. And it's fucking ruthless. Amazing to watch. It's ruthless. You know? Like, you can see a guy throw an elbow to get across, yeah. like, and push, and fuck. Dude, it is it Just is roller derby jumping out of your seat fun and you can gamble on it and yeah. that's what i think we're lacking even in skydiving you can gamble on a four-way team that's probably happening a lot right but not you know this you can gamble on mm -hmm. you could be like red team's gonna fucking take it yeah you know what i mean hundred dollars fifty dollars a thousand dollars right yeah. and abu yeah, dhabi yeah. is gonna go live dude DraftKings is gonna pick this shit up oh, one day man. and then it's global and it's over yeah it is can you imagine a flying society? We're going to be old when it happens, but like everybody flies. Oh, yeah. It's you see coming. A, that you was Medney's vision, man. A Nike commercial. That's just people yep. flying. No. Wait till the Nike sponsored flyers come out for the tunnel. tunnel. Oh, yeah. Like, so, what do they have? SB dunks? Tunnel dunks? Tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, the helmet. I have to ask, everybody wants to know that's ever seen the first show. Yeah, so... Uh, I've seen the prototype. I've physically seen the prototype. Yeah, prototype's in. Um, think about the helmet. Uh, Give us some backstory on the helmet. Give us some backstory. You're competing. From the beginning? Yeah, you're competing. You're competing back. You're about to go to Bahrain. Is that when it happened? You Or was it after? It you were skydiving. A little bit after, You competed, yeah. and you came back, and you're like, I need a helmet that has everything. I remember you talking about it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking design it. Yeah. 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 So I created this um, helmet uh, back in 2019, the design. Um, kind of looks like a Star Trek 
super cyberpunky helmet. Uh, but what it does, it's mainly to have Bluetooth communication which, with a heads-up display. Uh, for skydiving, uh, altimeter the whole nine yards, you can see the number on the corner of your helmet. Uh, you can see the glide slope ratio on a wingsuit base jump on proximity fly or just a normal glide slope, you know, just wingsuit skydiving. And uh, especially the, the helmet communication inside the wind tunnel when I'm coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the big one. Um, it is not safety rated. It's kind of like a cookie G3 and G35, something along those lines. But uh, in 2025, uh, they're going to make, uh, they've already done it in the, I think most of the European tunnels, they have to make a safety rated helmet to be able to go into the tunnel. Um, it cost me about 20 grand to get that helmet started, that prototype, mm -hmm. but to get a, a true safety rated helmet, uh, is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. So, so I'm, that's I, where I'm, you ended up. That's where I'm ended up. Yeah. And I could, um, I think I could have a prototype big enough to bring on investors to, to really kind of get that started. Um, kind of holding back, just kind of see how the, the whole economy goes, but I would, I, the, the helmet is still in the works. The prototype stares at me every time I go to sleep at night, and uh, and that's it was like twenty a, grand to get that done. You guys, yeah. he went, he did it. He saved up. He fucking focused. He designed. You went to the machining, mm -hmm. and the helmet's dope. Almost dope. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a one click with one helmet uh, modular. It's a modular. I don't know what that's called. Like a modular type helmet, which is one click on the back. Easy for first timers to open up if uh, if a company wants to you know not right. have. No, their own helmets. They can, you know, purchase yeah. a more easier, user friendly, very relatively easy helmet. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So hopefully that that kind of comes along. I'm kind of, and another um, passion. I love motorcycles and all that stuff right now. And uh, I'm I'm another. I have another job for filmmaking. Mm -hmm. uh, but my primary primary joy is is coaching in the tunnel mm -hmm. and and flying with my friends. Uh, once a month, I actually get together with Chris Dixon. Uh, Danny Cordito and and Colin Rock. We get together once a month and we just put on a uh, just a fun little free routine and just goof and we just create a free routine. Not because we're competing, not because we're no trying shit. to go against each all other. Fly together? And once a month. And no way. We're Chris not, is flying. Shout out yeah, Chris Dixon. We're not doing anything. It's just it's it's to the point of um, you go for a ride on your motorcycle with your with your best friends once mm -hmm. a month, you know? It's like reading club. How's Colin doing? He's good, man. He's about to move to. He's uh, going to Britain. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's racing cars. He's killing it, man. He's killing it. He's on that um, Formula One team. Uh, I forgot what the American's name is, but he's 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 killing it. Danny's killing the real estate. Yeah, Danny's been um, killing it. Love Danny. Cordido. Yeah, Chris is. Um, he's with. Um, I think he's, he's with a uh, Keller Williams. He's doing really really well, and um, I'm standing in the door, <laughs> right. at, at the tunnel. Right, know? right. Um, but uh, I love coaching, and it's definitely always going to be a part of my life. Whether I'm getting coached, or I'm coaching, or I just come in once a week and and fly with my friends, and then mm -hmm. we go grab a beer. There's no competition. There's it's, it's just so it's much just, better. It's love, and then that's what I think that this sport is going to be like. It's going right. to be with the skilled flyers. It's like, you know, and like what you were saying earlier, Talis. You know, he's if Talis is going to be a coach. You know, when he's going to be a coach, he's going to teach somebody head down carve in, in under an hour from zero to hero. 20 fucking minutes. You know, it's, it's incredible. So uh, in the future, it's, so it's just going to be, you know, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and inside that coffee shop is going to be a wind tunnel. And in that wind tunnel is just people hanging out with their friends. It's just going to go fly. Almost like, do you want to go play racquetball tomorrow? Right now. Right. Yeah, let's, let's go, go fly. fly. Let's go yeah. fly. So that's where I think um, See, so, so, so this is where my point is. 
I think the sport killed it. I think when we went hardcore in sport, it became unattainable. Mm-hmm. Unobtainable. You're talking in the competitive. Yeah, I remember we, we the, the concept and everything was like, you know, we were pushing forward and we we're going to be a sport and everybody. Dude, where's the joy? Because that's what this is. If you really look look at it and you break it down to its fucking core, that is a joy machine. Pure joy. Now, you want to take the layouts, outface carbon, head down, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but when you first get in and your feet leave the ground and the wind passes your body and you're floating, you see it on their faces. Pure joy. Yeah. That's where we should focus. People should know that they can come here and have a coffee break and do some backflips and go back to work. You know what I mean? If you can sit fly or not. Who gives a fuck, man? Are you giggling the entire time? If we would have focused on that, we would have been way more successful. But I think we squeezed the public too hard to be Jordan or Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you want to be fucking the best? Yeah. No. Good. I don't want to be the yeah, best. Yeah, it was a, it was a really it was a good try. We tried. It was a good you know? try. We uh, I think we we tried to get out of the first time, which Dave Kirchhoff, he you know, did, shout he out to Kirchhoff. I, he was a really good friend of mine, and he tried his best, and and I loved his vision because he he knew exactly what he was doing for the vision of, and and what I think I love about the most is that he was on the instructor side because he, he knew was. he knew that uh, there's. He believed in value of, of of culture more than I think the money itself. So what the fuck happened? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't Dave know. Dave Kirkhoff, shout out, Dave. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm looks I'm, like fucking Ric Flair. Yeah, he, is. he was one of our CEOs at iFly, and one of the CEOs we've had like ten. Yeah, great fly. guy. Um, but now, uh, first timers definitely run the market. Um, well, it's money, man. It is, and um. You know, when people come in to fly in the tunnel, you know, some people just don't want coaching. You know, they'll still pay for coaching with me, but they're like, I had a bad day at work. I just and I'm, wanna, I'm yeah. really here and I'm really here just to, I can get coaching and I can progress. And and it's more therapy than, than me trying to be better than what I was last week. And when I hear that, I'm like, man. So that's where yeah, I'm at. That's what that's what it's all about, dude. That's so what, I ask what it's people, all about. do you want to learn something today or are you just trying to fly and get something yeah. out? Dude, I just, and I hear the story, uh, this week, you know, my wife, my house, my job, my this, yeah. right? I just need some wind. Yeah. I'm like, ghost. Come, oh, yeah. Come fly. I think that's where the balance is for the future. Absolutely. And if you want to be the best and compete in the Olympics, you will go there. But right now, we just want to teach people to be safe at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about, um, you know, if I fly's patent, I think, is wearing off. So it's gone. Um, it's gone. So you know, you're looking at um, other companies coming in, and then mm-hmm. and I've talked to multiple people that are trying to even open up ISGs mm-hmm. inside cities with other iFlies in there. Why not? There's uh, McDonald's and Burger King plus a Jack in the Box on this fucking. And here's block. the thing: I I personally think it'd, it'd be a great idea because it would um, for us fun flyers it would drive down prices. Mm-hmm. It would be a serious price competition. But there comes to a point where the the energy costs and labor costs have to balance you can't go totally you can't go full fucking urban air because unless you can go full urban air if you have a trampoline park zip line and rock wall around it but if we're going to stay pure tunnel 
there's a point where you have to charge. It's not going to get. It's not going to be the twenty dollar football. The kid can run around with the dream. Absolutely, it's never going to be that accessible. Yeah. It's really not, unless we we have an idea to bring it to the public school systems to make it more accessible. Like get it funded, and every kid in the fucking district flies mm. a little bit. And then it becomes more accessible. And maybe we can get some subsidy on it and some governmental help. But right now, as a franchise, nobody's going to help you buy a cheeseburger. Right. Nobody's going to help you iFly. Right. But, but I believe there's programs for gymnasts, weightlifters, pianists, people mm-hmm. who learn piano, mm-hmm. archery, or violin. They can get grants to learn that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And pay instructors. We can do that here to fly. If it's an Olympic sport, if it's an Olympic sport, it becomes legitimized to reach for. And then that the 12 year old girl, her parents will justify spending it a month because she may go to the Olympics one day or not. Absolutely. But she still, but right now it's in this gray, it's, it's, what is it? Is it a carnival ride or do you get good at it? I think it comes down to product ratio. And I thought a lot about this. And if you make a first time flyer package minimum of five minutes, you decrease the price, you know, you make a 120 bucks a person for five minutes. And that always comes with coaching. The first time flyer is not, is now going to realize that this is truly not a ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to come in as a birthday party. You know, this isn't a Chuck E. Cheese. This isn't a bachelor party. This is, I'm coming here to learn something and I'm coming here to make this something that I can figure it out. You know, but most people, if they don't know about it, why would they reach for something they don't? We need to bring them in on this birthday party. We have to expose them on this whim. Yeah, and I'm sure there's packages like that, but because I think they're not, if they're not reaching out for it, well, they, yeah, kinda, they don't know. Here's the thing: they, they almost they almost hide coaching and 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 really getting involved when you walk in those doors. Oh yeah, they you do. ever realize that they you do. walk in? No, there's yeah, a two yeah, flight, yeah. three flight, four flight family package. That's yeah. that's what you get, and. uh you know, you pay four hundred dollars for a family package. If yeah. I was, if I was a dad, and uh, I brought my three kids in, and four hundred dollars for a family package, I mean, that's that's quite a lot. Not no paso. Not no paso. Yeah, <laughs> but you look at it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm just... <laughs> and uh, I had one of my clients, Brian Yakman, actually. Yeah. Hey, fucking yaki i love him he's a great guy and uh he even said you know he came to, to to austin in 2013 or 2014 and they were very backed up and he flew and he had instructors hold on to him and they got out there was no demo so here's the thing there was no demo and he came out and he walked out the front door he said that is the dumbest thing i've ever paid for mm. i would never why would i try to learn this there's there's no there's no point he didn't to see this. the demo right right he right. didn't see that he didn't see you what it could become demo. you have to see the demo they can't cut the demo why would you do why yeah. would you do something so hard if you don't know what's totally. possible absolutely <laughs> it's like holy shit man you know what i mean if you don't see the demo it's not it's not for the yes it's an instructor perk it has nothing to do with the instructor. Yeah. If a little kid sees an instructor go up really high and fast, he doesn't know the instructor's name. Mm-hmm. He just knows a human being can do that, and he can fucking do that. Right? I can do that, yeah. too. It's the imagination thing. Yeah. The demo is about the imagination. It is. It is. You know what? I'm, I'm about to tell my guys, hey, this is what you can do. They should all say that. Yeah. Right? Hey, this is what's possible. You can reach for this. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that you uh, can reach. You, you know? can reach. And because you reach, you are where you're at. That's yeah. fucking beautiful. Totally. All right. Hey, later Facebook Live. You can find us on iTunes, Rhapsody, Spotify. Anywhere you find your podcast, please hit us up on Patreon, Wazi Circus Radio. We need cameras. This is without, man, just trust me and go with the vision, man. Rafa Shaw, um, let them know how to find you on a camp. Um, tell them your rates. Let them know. Yeah, so uh, I charge $200 an hour. It's really cheap. Um, I charge you, five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can um, uh, just find me um, on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I am Dusty Lane on Instagram. And uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to coach you. And it's amazing that um, two of these people I've, I've actually never met next week. Um, just found him on a referral. So um, wait, wait, he's in the middle of a 40, 64 hour, a 64 hour camp with multiple students. And I've seen him give individualized attention to every student he's working with. He knows your skill level. He knows what you need next. You're not lost in the shuffle. That takes a lot of fucking mental energy. And we all commend you. All of the instructors here are like, it's too fucking much. <laughs> We're lazy. Hey, World-class coaching, progression. You're not going to do the same thing over and over and walk away thinking, I suck and I didn't get it, right? He's going to take you there. And yeah. so with the Wazi Circus Radio. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, okay. All right, later, Instagram, Facebook Live. Check out the full show, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram, God damn it. YouTube, Rhapsody, iTunes, all that. I got to take a piss break. We're going to take a piss break. See you guys later. You can stop the GoPro. Bam. We're going to wrap it up. I got to pee like a horse. Ugh. That was fun. How's the audio on the live? Did anybody complain? Good. Who all watched it? Does it say who all watched it? Um, is this full? It's cool. Bauer, Josh Velasquez, and 16 others. Awesome. Boom. Back from the bathroom. We're going to start back in three, two, one. All right, man. So we just went to the restroom, had a restroom break, and we're back. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. We just wrapped up. I just went to the restroom. Dog, these Boston lockers are killing it. Um, shout out to everybody on Instagram, Patreon, and all that. I've got to wrap this up because there's a story here. 64? I can't even get the fucking number right. 64-hour camp. Mm-hmm. 17 participants yep. that are traveling all over to come fly with you. People you don't even know. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. You, success as a tunnel flyer. Oh, yeah. Yes, success on a high fucking level. Come on. I've, I've flown with the best here, and nobody's done this. Okay, so there's a story behind this that I want to capture again. It was on the first show. I'm gonna, have we done two shows already? Mm-hmm. It's our second one. Okay, so this is just the second, not the third. Mm-hmm. Okay, so i got to reiterate. Went to skydive, got kicked off the drop zone. Came to the tunnel, got denied a job by a fucking asshole. Right? Yeah. You don't fucking quit. But people have told you no over and over again. Over and over again, they've told you dead to your fucking face no. And then you come back, beast mode, 64 hours. How? Why, why didn't you stop? Ryan said no. Why didn't you stop when the DZO said 
you're fucking unsafe. I don't care about your tent, and you gave up your whole fucking life to be here. Get off my drop zone. And you didn't... Most people are coward, bro. Here's the thing. There's a story. Um, <clears throat> so that that jump, that skydive, I, um, I'll just say it again. It was my fifth jump. I was... It's a small drop zone in uh, Washington. I don't even know if it's open Washington anymore. Washington State. Washington State. And it was my fifth jump, and we did IED, IAD. IAD, Instructor Assisted Deployment. Yeah, and I, uh, you're supposed to jump out, hold a heading, and then count to five, and then let go. And we were about... Of your pilot chute. Correct. We were about 3,000 feet mm, on a little Cessna. Probably 5,000. No. No. For a five-second delay? For a five-second delay. They took you three, four. Okay. Yeah, so we we might have been three, three, five. Yeah, yeah, that's and uh, so it wasn't. So I jumped off and I started to swim. I was eighteen years old. I sold everything I had. I moved from Colorado Springs to Spokane, Washington, to get this skydiving license. It was my life. It's the only thing I had. I had like fifty bucks to my name. I bought a tent and some ramen with it, and uh, so I jumped off, <clears throat> and instead of Pulling at five seconds, I pulled a little over 12 seconds. Um, I'm surprised my AAD didn't fire for one. Because at 3.5, uh, you took 10 seconds. You're at 2.5. AAD would have fired at 2.2. Two, two. Yeah, so um, I pulled, and um, it was a crazy snivel. Anyways, I was I was probably two or 300 feet off the ground. I mean, it was like so close. And... Um, Oh, you were lower than 2-2. Two, two. You took more than 10 seconds. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even have time to, to really flare. I mean, I, there was so much going on. And uh, I landed somewhere. And, um, you know, the, the owner of the drop zone, he um, he grabbed me and he took me back. And he's like, you should have died. You should have died. And I, never, I don't want you on this drop zone. Because if I find out that an 18-year-old kid moved from Colorado to my drop zone and killed himself, um, I'd have to shut this whole place down. Mm. You should have died today. And uh, he said, "You're not. You're not jumping here ever again." And uh, for me to to feel that that pressure of you know giving my entire life to this thing, you know, just no matter what it is in anybody's situation, to to give my entire life to this, um, man, I've never been so. Um, Crushed, crushed, really, and I, I, I have to, because I, I gave up, I did. Yeah, I gave sacrifice. up. Sacrifice. Well, dude, it's a big. Here's the thing. Go all in, bro. Here's the thing. I, I did give up, and I called my mom, and I said, "Mom, I, I didn't tell her the, the true, you know. Right. I, I mean, I, I told her story, but I was like, I didn't tell her that I was about to die, you know. I was like, Mom, I, I messed up, and uh, I can't really come back here. And uh, my godfather, Jimmy who took care of me since my, my dad died when I was a kid. And uh, he drove out from Spokane out to Ritzville, and he uh, we went out behind this RV, and I was crying. I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, I don't know what to do, Jimmy. I don't know what to do. I, I, I All of this is, I can't do anything. I, I, I have nothing, and I, I'm just going to go back to Colorado. I'm going to wait tables. He's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I was, I was so angry and I was so sad. And he came up to me and he said, just hit me. He said, hit me. And I was like, what? And he, and he just punches me right in the chest. And I just had this, 
you know, I, I was crushed. Right. I was, and then this, this anger just, I just went all out and just him and I just got into a full fist fight behind this RV. Mm. And, uh, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to say like who, who I was as a GoPro done. Okay. I want to say like kind of became who I was, but like uh, to, to have that feeling of, of pain right. and that drive just getting, you know, running into a wall. Anyways, I, I was, I was still angry, but that just helped me a lot to realize like I was just so angry with everybody, everyone, every single person that worked at that drop zone. I was just, I was just angry and I, and I couldn't hold it in. I just I had to take it out. And, and let it out on Jimmy. Yeah. Changed it. Totally. And, and Jimmy and went back. He talked to the, the owner of the drop zone. He said, I understand. I understand. Thankfully, I had two other instructors. Um, amazing. Um, his name was Cash. One of them, his name was Cash. The other name was Roger Stack. And uh, I'll never forget those two. And um, they somehow convinced Rex for me to jump one more time. Hmm. And uh, we went up to the plane, did the same jump. It took me about two weeks um, of them asking me, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And I, I kept they saying, stayed no. on you. They stayed on you. Yeah. And I, you I were kept, done. Yeah. I mean, I, I cowered. I was. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay. Uh, let's do it and it was a it was a perfect day outside we got up to the plane and i was terrified i was scared i didn't have the walkie-talkie straps and it was just me and got on my my dolphin 220 whatever it was <laughs> and uh, a little jumpsuit my little protec open face helmet and went up there and you know three thousand feet and uh you know loyal the the pilot yells door and we said door i just cowered it said i'm not doing it no i'm doing it and um they opened, the, they opened the door and i looked and i just grabbed my mouth so i'm not doing it and uh rogers grabs both my legs and puts and you out puts me out One step. And, and he said you're not landing on this airplane and he looked me in the eye with with anger with anger and when i looked him in the eyes i just felt this thing just get killed and i and I, I i told myself in my head i said my mom knows i love i love her you know and uh i said i'm gonna die today and it's gonna be okay and i said i told that i said it's okay it's okay and i i'm not gonna die a coward and uh it's it's funny it's just a little skydive you know and and to a skydiver it's like dude you know whatever but to a normal person I mean, uh, for me to, to be in this situation and, and almost die and be told no, you know, there's, there's already so much mental things going on. And I climbed out of the plane, I climbed over and, and um, I just smiled at God, like, I'll see you here in a little bit. And I just let go. Mm. Just get, I just gave up. This is just, the truth. I just gave up. Let go. Two, this is the three, truth. four, five. Uh -huh. Perfect opening, perfect heading. I've never screamed in joy. I've never screamed crying. I've, I've never done anything. And I didn't even PLF. I just gave up, like, hit the wall. I just, I, I hit the, uh, I hit the, the drop zone or the, on the, um, I don't know. I think it hit like an asphalt field. I don't know. I was just glad to be alive. You know, I didn't even care what was going to happen. And uh, Rogers came down, landed me. He just rips off his gear and runs and just tackles me. And he's crying in joy. And I'm crying. And, um, I think that that was the moment where I, I truly found how much potential that I have and how much potential that I can be told no. And, and I don't care what you say, because I, I promise you there's nothing 
nothing going to get in the way. Whether I'm an entrepreneur and if I want to be a billionaire, if I want to just fly 80 hours in a talent, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with money or friendships or family. Remember, I will never stop until I, I, I pursue and I and I and I complete anything that any task that I want. There's there's no such thing as is pass or fail. Just that just doesn't exist. I'm gonna do it. You know, so it's just gonna get done. So I know that's a long story, but that, that's, that, that was a beautiful story. That's how to answer the question. Oh yeah. Wazi Circus Radio. This is why we exist, my brother. I love you, man. Love you, man. You're my dog, man. Hey, uh support him. Uh, I am. What, what is the Instagram and Facebook? What is it again? One more time. How do they find camps? I am Dusty Lane on Instagram, and you can just find me on Facebook, um, Dusty Shaw. Do I know? Wazzy Circus Radio. You can hit me up on Messenger. My phone number, dog. If y'all need to text me, ask me any questions. It's four zero five tofu fly, son. Four zero five tofu fly. Wazzy Circus Radio. Hit us up. <laughs> That was a dope story, son. People are gonna be riveted. (laughs) I hope so.